Choose your own adventure, management versus leadership on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 31. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. And today we've got a good one for you. We say that every week. But today, we've got another good one. <laughs> right, you know Levi? We're just going to say we're biased and we don't care because we think that, <laughs> you know, we, we have good episodes because we spend a lot of time planning and coming up with content to help you guys out in your businesses. And so we hope you actually take this content and figure out how to apply it and use it in your businesses so that you can take the, your champion hustle to the next level. Amen, brother. And speaking of taking your hustle to the next level... We've got a seven-day seven boot camp, championhustle.com. You go there, sign up, absolutely free, seven days of business training available there for you so you can get your game on and make 2021 the best year ever for you. So uh, today we have, this is interesting. I love this topic because it, when you look in the business world, you know, there's so many, the majority of people working in the business world that have some type of I guess you call it leadership position. They're not leaders, they're managers. And so I think there's a lot of of misunderstanding or assumptions regarding management versus leadership, what the differences are, and what you need to be or should be in your business, whether you're you know the uh, solopreneur kind of running your own thing or whether you're leading a large organization, it's uh, it's really important to understand the differences because they achieve different goals. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and I mean, it's possible that you can actually possess both traits. Mm-hmm. But it takes being intentional on how you're behaving. Because even even if you are in a, a job where you are not the owner, where you are the manager, you know, you have certain expectations from your boss. But what about how can you still be a leader even though you're not in charge? And that actually reminds me of a book. There's a, a great book called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. Um, I don't remember who wrote that, but we're going to put that in the show notes. Yeah. So so what would you say, um, if you could like sum it all down to like one key differentiating factor, leadership versus management, how would you define that? Well, it's hard. There's There's a lot of factors, but if I had to to break it down and say there was one of the most important aspects of the differentiates leader versus versus management, it's going to be mentality. So it a lot of it comes in this this idea of do you push your team from the back or do you kind of pull them along with you while you're leading from the front? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think um I've heard the example before of a dog sled, you know, like the up in the great north, right? You know, how they do dog sledding where they've got all, you know, the, the rows of a bunch of dogs and they'll, they'll pull the, uh, you know, the sled. They have different, you know, sporting events and things they do with that. Or I guess they just use it for transportation too. In, in the, uh, when you have that, that layout with multiple dogs, maybe you have, I don't know, eight or 10 dogs pulling the sled, the leader, right? You're, who's the manager? The manager is the human. They're the one 
standing on the sled in the back, sending out the commands and telling the dogs what to do. But the very front dog, there's always one dog that's the first in line that is the leader and all the other dogs will follow what that leader does or what that leader has them do. So it's, um, it's kind of an interesting, interesting analogy, I guess, that you've, there has to be someone, you can't lead from the back. You can manage from the back, but you can't lead from the back. You have to lead from the front. Well, and it, it really comes down to, I love that analogy of, you know, the dog sled and are you leading from the front or pushing from the back? Because it comes down to, are you being reactive, handling problems when they come up or proactive? And proactive in my mind is, do you have the vision to see what's ahead and handle it before it even becomes a problem? Or while it's still a small problem, before it blows up in your face into a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, and, and like you mentioned earlier, you absolutely can have both. And I think it's important to have both, right? To have both it elements is. of management or managerial aspects, but also leadership. Because, I mean, everyone, you're always going to be leading somebody. Even if you're a solopreneur and it's just you, you know, one man band. There are going to be other people that you're working with, collaborating with, and uh, you want to be able to enroll them in your vision of what it is you want to accomplish. And that yeah. requires leadership. <laughs> and, and let's face it, we've all had that manager before that was not a leader. And oh, yeah. you, you know what that feels like, that they are um, pushing you to, to continue to give when they're at home spending time with their families. And that's not the type of manager that anybody wants. And people don't quit bad jobs. They quit bad bosses. Yeah. One thing that, that I, that I think is detrimental in, in, uh, you know, many companies is because there's such an organized uh, structure, right? Where there's a hierarchy and, and levels and different people. Um, sometimes people, they let the, the title kind of define who they are. And that's when you see that situation like what you're talking about, where you've got just just horrendous managers. <laughs> a lot of times they don't even really do that great of a job, um, but it's because of the title that they have or the position they have in the organizational structure. So while that is a, a, um, a component of management, you know, understanding the, you know, the chain of command or the pecking order that people have, it, it shouldn't define us because you know, good, really good managers, whether you're managing people, whether you're managing resources, whether you're managing the execution or the flow or the timeline or the budget or whatever it is, you know, depending on your business, we're all managing different things. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to be a detriment for you. Yeah. So why don't we dive right in? Okay. Let's let's start talking management and this is this is not saying that management is bad oh no but if you only hold the traits of management and and don't also become the leader that is where um i think i feel like you're really holding your business back when you can actually possess both traits you have the the ability to put octane in your tank um you know managing is important. You have KPIs, your your key performance indicators. You've got to track and manage that. Make sure you're hitting um, 
your deadlines and your schedules that you've promised your customers, all those things are important. But being a leader and showing up correctly for your team is just as important. And honestly, when you focus on leadership, I feel like the other things fall in line as well. Well, yeah, and it's it's really like a kind of like a yin and a yang, right? They go together and they complement each other. Because if you're just 100% leadership and you have no management, all of the, the, the minutiae, the details of actually executing on your vision are not going to happen. <laughs> but if you're just so focused on all the details and you have no vision, you're not really going to get anywhere. So both they complement one another and they're both necessary. And that's why it is important to have aspects of both. Um, and so... Yeah, I think it's valuable to maybe do a little bit of a self-assessment. You know, I mean, I know we'll be doing it as we go through, but <laughs> you, as you're listening, um, you know, kind of think about where are you at with your personality, with your skill set, you know, with your professional development, as far as are you leaning more towards the leader side or the manager side? And what are some areas where you can focus on on developing and improving so that you can kind of balance your, your abilities and your skill set out a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's talk about some things that, you know, a manager is either responsible for and and we're not going to put labels on these. We're just going to talk about things. These are are things that, you know, both Ryan and I have seen as employees um as as we work in the business, how does a manager behave? And you can figure out for yourself, is that an effective management style or management behavior? Or is that something that's going to, you know, push resentment onto your team? Mm-hmm. So let's let's jump right in. So management, the first one is in management, a lot of it comes in from a defined organizational structure. This is not something, unless you are the owner of the business, that you have a lot of control over. But as the owner, can you organize the structure to be effective, to let your managers be both a manager and manage the day-to-day operations that they're responsible for and to be a leader for their team. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, kind of going along with that, with the organizational structure, there has to be that chain of command, right? Because you're not able to scale a business larger if it's just this chaotic mess and anarchy. There, I mean, you know, if you look at any large organization, there's a very clear chain of command as things go down so that you can spread wider and wider and wider. And um, as long as it doesn't go to your head or to those people's head, right? Sometimes, like I said earlier, sometimes when people get a title, it goes to their head and um, that's when you start having the negative interaction. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're all part of the same organization. Um, the chain, chain of command is important, though, for organization, for disseminating information, for making decisions, for ensuring that everybody's on the same page with uh, with the project. Yeah, and, and it's it's important, especially like you mentioned, as you're scaling that business, that there is that clear definition and everybody knows their swim lanes. That organization becomes important, but it doesn't have to become uh, heavy handed and that also goes into focusing on efficiency. Right. Right. A business needs to focus on being efficient with the resources that it has. And on the surface level, with a lot of things, this included that focusing on efficiency 
becomes really important in concept. It is also important in execution. How you execute driving efficiency can lead you to be, you know, the revered manager or the hated manager. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I think there's, you got to find that balance, right? Especially if you're managing people or a team or a department is like, <laughs> there is, there's a happy medium there. And uh, some people get it and some people don't. Another thing I think is really important with, uh, as far as the managerial hat, as it were, which, by the way, I like your hat, Levi. Oh, thanks, Ryan. I like your hat. Thank even you. Even though it's on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, is, is a manager really maintains their focus on the customer, right? And whether that's, you know, another business or if it's your B2C or what, you know, it doesn't really matter. But whoever your customer is, the manager, that's kind of their end goal. Whereas the leader, I mean, obviously they're focused on the customers, but they're 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 focused on other visions and other the future, not on hey we have this customer right now that needs to be serviced or you know uh, an order fulfilled or whatever. That is more of a managerial um, aspect, and and if you don't make that a priority, obviously that can cause some some challenges. So the customer focus super super important. Yeah, and and along with kind of what we've talked about with chain of command and pecking order is each level of management they had in a lot of cases they have one major responsibility that they they're responsible for letting people above them in in the chain of command understand what's happening in the business so that they can figure out do we need to make some tactical shifts right and you know when when you get down to it that is a lot of statusing filtering status because you know me as an engineer my status that i'm reporting on what's going on on my projects um you know the the president of the company doesn't really care about those tiny details they want to know overall how the project is going but they don't need a lot of the very detailed specifics unless something major is going wrong but that's a lot of what managers do is they status filter and report yeah well, that's what helps you make sure that you stay on timeline, on budget, on everything else that you're, you know, that you're doing. In, uh, in, in, you know, like the organization, large, you know, like a place where you work that has lots of different uh, departments, different projects, different focuses. There are multiple levels of managers, right? And so, when you have a, you know, more of a mid-level manager, something that's kind of unique is you have to be bi-directional in <laughs> your management. Very because true. You have to manage upward because you have people that you're reporting to as well as downward. And that relationship or that dynamic in the two different directions is going to be different. Um, and just just making sure that, you know, making sure that your, your communication skills, that uh, all that is on par so that you're able to make the people that are on the downward side of that feel valued feel, uh, you know, respected and appreciated and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. And on the other side, making sure that you're fulfilling your responsibilities. Uh, the mid-level management can be a little interesting. It's, it's kind of a, I see it as being a, between a rock and a hard place sometimes <laughs> yeah. because you've got the pressures of execution, which is challenging in and of itself. And then you've got right. the pressures of 
trying to get more efficiencies from above, which is also an important thing, but sometimes they're, it's a, I don't know if to, if it's okay to say it's a battle or a graceful dance. Sometimes it's an ungraceful dance. Sometimes yeah. it's a graceful dance. But uh, you know those those mid level managers. One of the the things that I've seen the most of of the managers that I've had that I've liked the most is they shield a lot of the stuff that's going on in in the upper management levels from the people that are responsible for execution. Yeah. And and it's not to to take any of the vision or anything else away. There's just some things that are just irrelevant to what is going on, and they can handle that. And a lot of times you don't even know that it's been handled. That's yeah. a great manager. Yeah, they act as a filter and filter right. all that stuff. In both directions. Both, yeah, both directions. Very important. And, and you know, in, in management, there's... It's tricky because when you, we all have the term micromanaging, right? Don't want to, nobody wants to be micromanaged. Uh, but for better or for worse, there are certain aspects of being a manager where you can trust. You know, you should trust in your team members, trust in those people that you're working with, but you do have to verify. Because if you're not verifying, the buck stops with you, right? You are responsible for the work being done by the team. And if it's done incorrectly, you're going to pay the price. So it's yeah, and and that's a that's also a tricky dance because, uh, you know, you you don't want your your team to feel like you don't trust them, and if you're right. constantly checking in and verifying everything that they're telling you, you know, there there's that aspect of trust that kind of gets taken away, and so you have to find a way that okay, I'm gonna trust you guys to go get this work done, and just make sure you keep me informed. When the, the communication stops, that's when everybody has a problem. Right. And that, that goes for business. That goes for real estate. That even goes for your family and other relationships that you have in your life. When communication dies, so does a lot of trust and respect. Yeah. So that, that goes for managers. That goes for employees. That goes for owners of a business. Everybody across the board. Yeah. Should we talk about leadership? Ooh, let's talk about leadership. Now, think about the things that we we just talked about in managers. How can you pick the best, let's not say best, let's say most effective pieces of being a manager and then marry those with some of these most effective pieces of being a leader and then you get a, you know, that octane I talked about. Why do we talk about octane? Well, higher octane means faster cars. <laughs> we like that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be a manager. We don't want to be a leader. We want to be a man, man, lead manager. No, this is, this is not going the right direction. <laughs> I, I, I was a little bit worried about what was, what was going to come. Leanager. <laughs> I apologize to all of our listeners for this episode. <laughs> Leadership. A leader. The, you know, one of the principal things that uh, the primary things that leader is doing is they are instilling in the other members of their group the mission, the vision, and the values that their organization stands for. And that could be, you know, the company as a whole. It could be their department. It could be, you know, a subgroup within their department. Um, 
It really doesn't matter. But it's what is our mission, our vision, and the values, the culture, right? They instill and nurture that culture within the members. And because if you don't have that, not good. I like that culture. So as, as you think about culture, you know, you talked about mission and vision. Another word that you may have heard about in business is roadmap. And they're, they're very similar tied in with that. And a leader can actually help people see that vision and mission into a roadmap and help them take ownership and responsibility, their own responsibility for their part in that. And when you can get somebody's buy-in on the mission, vision, roadmap, that's when your business can really take off. Actually, I read a fantastic book for this. I've been reading a lot of books lately. Yeah, I can so, tell. <laughs> my wife and I started a wellness challenge um, just before the new year. We decided, you know what? Forget this. We're not going to do a new year's resolution. We're going to do a now year's resolution. And we started this wellness challenge. And basically, we do a lot of things. We focus on on mental wellness as well as well as physical wellness. So I've lost 10 pounds already since since then. It's been just a few weeks. Uh -huh. um, that's a good start. That's not my goal. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm saying that the right way. That is not the, the sum of my goal. But that is not even the most important part. Not just the health, but the, the mental wellness. Because we go through and, and we make sure we're playing and having fun every single day. We're making sure that we're having gratitude in our lives every single day. We're making sure that um, we're reading, that we're meditating, that we're learning something new. And all of these things go together. And I'm not sure how this ties in now that I have gone down this path. <laughs> I, I had a, a way to tie this in, but it's all gone. That's okay. <laughs> yep. Ryan's probably going to tell me that he's leaving this in the episode as he cuts it. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, it, it comes down to can you inspire the vision for somebody else to take that ownership upon themselves and recognize their role and just be 100% responsible and accountable for that. When, when they, oh, it was the book, The Energy Bus. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's how we got here. The book. Anyway, while I was reading this book, it was like a big slap in the face in, in terms of some of my own behaviors. And, you know, it, it comes down to, do you have people on your bus for where you think you are headed? And, and it, give them the opportunity to say yes or no. And, and sadly, some people will say no, and maybe they don't need to be in your space anymore if they are not on board. Because if they are not willing to lead or be led, you still can't be a leader for those people. Right. And sometimes there's not much you can do about it because that's their decision, not yours. Ta-da! Life lesson, and I finally figured out what it was. <laughs> well, if you're going to be name-dropping all these books, I'm going to get in on that action. Because <laughs> you're talking about ownership. One of my favorite development books that I've, that I've read is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. It is a phenomenal book. And uh, it talks about 
Navy SEALs and, and uh, you know, in very dire situations and how they combine. And it's interesting because they do combine leadership with management, the ownership that each member of their platoon has when they're in these dangerous situations. They still have one key person who is the leader and leads them all, but they're all also each individual leaders and they all manage the, uh, you know, situation that they're in because they retell you know stories of, of different things that they've done uh, very interesting and then they relate it to to business uh, you know business applications so extreme ownership that uh, another great read and and by the way guys all these uh, books that we're me- uh, mentioning we'll have links to them down in the show notes so uh, we we do recommend them they're really good really good books another okay. you know another thing that Let's goes see. along with that is when you're, you know, to go back to the extreme ownership, if when you're in a battlefield, if one person messes up, like your whole team could die. Like that's kind of the basis of what they're talking about. So you have to focus on the team. That has to be your primary focus, your first priority of we all work together because if one of us fails, we all fail. Or if we all succeed, right? If one, we all succeed together, we all also succeed individually. And um, that's, I think, a big difference when there's a lack of leadership where people just kind of are off doing their own thing. But when you have unity and cohesion and everyone is on the same page, all kind of rowing in unison, as it were, that's when the team will start to see much more progress. Yeah. Um, I, I love that rowing in unison. Now, the awesome thing about that is a leader doesn't sit and watch everybody else row and just kick back and enjoy the high life. Oh, that sounds right? fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I used to think that it would be fun to just sit around all day and I, I don't have the patience for it. So for me, a leader is somebody who is motivated that takes action. Yeah. They show their team how to behave by exhibiting the behaviors that they expect to see in their team. Yeah. And, you know, some of the best managers that I've had that are I also consider leaders exhibit that trait 100%. And and it comes down to are you willing to also continue to put in the work? So, for example, for me, uh, even in in business as I look and I've hired coaches and mentors when, when I've looked towards those mentors, if that person was not growth-minded, that is not somebody I want to work with. So, you know, your body is constantly doing something, for example. And as your, you know, your heart is beating, you're breathing, if you stopped doing those things, you cease to live. You're either growing or you're shrinking. And that's the same thing with your mindset, with your personal development with your growth in your business, in your personal life, you personally, you've got to be continuing to grow or you're going to shrink. So if I'm gonna work with somebody, I want to know that first off, they're ahead of me, and second, that they're continuing to move forward. Otherwise, it's not somebody I wanna work with. Yeah, if they're just stagnant, that's not... It's not somebody I wanna follow. Yeah, and and that's the thing, is, is in order for a leader to lead, there must be other people willing to be led, right? Like you Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. And so 
Yeah. If, if, well, and, and, that, and that's where the, you know, as a leader in the, in, in your leadership, not only do you have to show the, you know, the roadmap and, and clearly communicate what that vision is of where you are, are heading so that everybody wants to go along there with you, but also it's important to, as an effective leader, to be able to motivate, but not through excitement, rather through enthusiasm. Because excitement is just short-lived. It's, you know, people get excited, excited and then it's over. If you, as a leader, if you truly inspire people and boost the morale and really get them on board, enroll them in your vision of what it is, they will be enthusiastic. And when times get tough, if you know times get lean, if whatever, they will continue to follow in step because they are on board with the vision that you have. Um, but once again, management is, I've got to get this project done because the deadline is Monday. And if I don't get it done, I might lose my job, right? Or I'll get yelled at by my boss or whatever it is. That's being following because you're being managed versus following because you're being led. But yeah, and if if as a manager you're looking at this like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna rule this with an iron fist. You might be able to get away with that for a while. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, when you get down into that, and and the energy bus actually talks about this very same thing is if you get into that position where you as the manager, you're going to get fired because you don't meet your deadlines and your obligations. If you haven't led your team correctly, they don't care. Yeah. It's it's your neck on the line, not theirs. I mean, theirs may come following suit, but when you can build that relationship, you can boost that morale, you are very team focused first, and you've communicated the vision and they're on board with it, that's where the ownership comes in and the trust. This is one of the most very important pieces of leadership is trust. Because when you are actually a leader, people are following. Not because they have to, but because they choose to. Right. And when somebody says they can get something done, and you know that you can trust that person to get it done, whew, you can take that off of your plate and you don't forget about it, but it's like, okay, I can trust them. They're going to get it accomplished because they're in, moving in the same direction, getting things done, and they said they're gonna do it. And they're gonna hold themselves to their word because they have ownership of that task or problem that they've been given. Or I shouldn't even say that they've been given, that they have taken upon themselves. Right. So if, if we were to like distill it down, right? We look, we got manager. We, we said the importance of being both a manager and a leader, right? But if we're looking, okay, a manager is somebody focused on policy and procedure. Somebody who's focused on maintaining value, controlling, monitoring the progress, what's going on, minimizing risks, um, you know, micromanaging, really focused on the tasks and what needs to be done and instructs and kind of guides and supports their team. So that's kind of the one extreme. Our other extreme, 
would be pure leader, right? Somebody with vision, strategy. They're all about value creation moving forward in the organization. They're there to influence, to inspire, to enroll. They're more willing to take risks, whereas a manager is not. They're there to motivate. They're there to um, you know, be focused on, on goals, short-term as well as long-term goals, and encouraging others to continue to move forward. So that's the other side. So what's that happy medium? Where do we want to be? Well, to me, I think it's going to be different based on the, the makeup of the team. Mm-hmm. And, and that really comes down to, again, getting everyone's buy-in. Because when you can have buy-in in, into a team or a project, that buy-in is actually going to dictate the terms of the interaction. So um, in, in software, there's, there's a, a development process called Scrum or Agile Development. Mm-hmm. But specifically, Scrum deals with um, having one scrum master and their job is to help uh, clear roadblocks, which means they're out in front. The scrum master is the leader, but everything else is decided by the team. That's it. The team decides, the leader clears the way. That's it. And, and to me, that is a perfect analogy for business. You want to be the leader that's going to clear the way so that your team whatever that may be doing for us, that's in real estate. And, and that might be our contractors, our subcontractors, but we want to clear that way so that our team can do the work. And when the team is in agreement and they all know that they're moving in the same direction and the team decides that is where you can have a lot of flexibility to get things done. So I focus on being a leader first and a manager second. You can't get away with without both. Yeah. You have to manage the key aspects of a project, but you absolutely have to be that leader first so that people will follow you as you go to achieve the metrics and key performance that you need to to hit. And that's how you build long term. I love it. Guys, I hope that that uh that you've enjoyed So that's my adventure. <laughs> I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you're like, tonight's episode sounds a little different. See, look at that. I, I slipped there. Tonight's. It's because it is. Tonight. We are, Our schedules this week have been pretty hectic. And so um, we, and we usually we film, this, or film these episodes during the day. This week, it's pretty late at night. So if you're wondering, why do you guys sound so weird? It's because we're... And, <laughs> and why does Ryan look t- like he's half asleep? Because <laughs> I am half asleep. Past my bedtime. <laughs> but we, we, we uh, you know, this, this uh, program, what we're doing here in Champion Hustle, really is a priority for us. So we wanted to make sure that we got the episode out to you. So we uh, really hope that you've, you found it beneficial and, uh, and that you're able to, in your organization or in your small business or, you know, whatever it is that you're working towards, that, that uh, you know, you reflect a little bit. And find how, how you can be the one who, who forges the path, yet also supports and guides in order to, to make things happen. Because this is, people spend a lot of money on management and leadership <laughs> training. 
<laughs> yes, they do. So it's uh, it's a very important topic, and uh, one that, that merits definitely merits uh, some some time and some consideration for sure. Well, Levi. Alrighty. Well, what do we got? We want to wrap it up, but we want you guys to consider what is your adventure. What does you know? What are you going to choose in your adventure of management versus leadership? Where do you find? I, I don't like the word balance because I don't believe there is such a thing as balance except on paper. Um, but where do you find your most efficient, um, most efficient operating mode for your business? We'd love to hear that. You know, drop it in the comments below and, you know, reach out to us because uh, we're here. We're here for you. So... With that, come on back, head to our website, championhustle.com, get your seven-day quick start boot camp absolutely free, and then join us again next week when we talk about CYA, cover your assets with proper entities and insurance. (laughs) You almost said a naughty word. I made you guys cover your children's ears. Cool. Sounds good. We look forward to it. Levi, we'll see you then. Have a great week, everybody. See you guys. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. Mm-hmm.